Hello, everyone, and welcome to One Meal, One Workout, your new approach to food and fitness. Brought to you by Element OP Productions, elementop.com. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Butler and Don Sullivan. Hello, everybody, and welcome to One Meal, One Workout. We're excited to, to be here today. We got Tiffany, one of my test pilots, been working with her for a little bit. Um, and have her progress and chime in and kind of tell us how everything is going. We also have Mark Vescio, local race promoter and runner, who's going to be talking about racing and races and why you should do it and why running is wonderful and exciting. And, of course, as always, I have Mark Cockrell, our show producer and tightwad tech extraordinaire. Hello, everyone. As well as Don Sullivan. Hi, Aaron. My co-host and uh, bearded friend. And so <laughs> all of us have facial hair on the show, but it's some kind of theme. So, Don, Aaron, have you seen Captain? Have you seen Captain America yet? I have not. No, you forget I have well, a seven-week-old child, so movies are not happening right now. I thought you might have downloaded it as a bit torrent. Um, Mark, have you seen Captain America yet? I did see Captain America the day before it was released. Actually, wow, that's awesome. I actually loved it. Captain America is one of my favorite uh, heroes, not just because he has a big red, white, and blue um, flaggy-looking outfit, but because of who he is and what he stands for. And I thought they did a great job of that in the movie. Don't want to give too many spoilers away, but it's a great movie. It's, um, it is PG 13 for those of you that had kids that want to, that want to see it mostly for violence. There's some people getting shot and a guy falls through the prop, prop of a plane and gets, you know, parade. It's um, a war movie, you know, it's, it's a war movie. Yeah, it is. But there's, um, as far as, uh, sex, drugs and rock and roll and language and things like that is pretty clean, which is a, a positive in these days and age. So, cause it's, it's a period movie for most part. But I recommend it if you're a superhero fan or an action fan. Um, Tommy Lee Jones, as always, plays a great character. Aaron, and, um, did you see it in 3D? Yes, I, actually, I saw it in 2D and 3D. What, what was your impression of the 3D? It was okay. I've yet to see a 3D movie, honestly, that, that has impressed me because the quality is always not quite as good as the, the new Chris digital movies look so good that when you do the 3D, it's just, eh. Yeah, this one, uh, it's my... I'm not a fan of 3D, and even worse, I don't like the the rotoscoped the 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 aftermarket 3D. It wasn't shot right. in 3D, and yeah. there's a there's a one particular scene that stuck out at me. You see a car uh, from your the camera is at bumper level and the front bumper is like 19 inches away from the headlight. Uh, they, they really wanted to make that 3d pop and it was, yeah. uh, they, I think I would have enjoyed it more had I not seen it in 3d. Yeah. I had a friend that wanted to see it. He hadn't seen a movie in 3d yet. Um, the newer movies. So we, we saw it that way and we saw it at opening day, Cheryl and I on in 2d and 2d was definitely better. So Don, when you, when your child is five and you finally get to go to the movie, go see it in 2d. I, I think because by then there'll be 3D in your living room and you'll have the choice. Exactly. So, uh, Mark, what's been going on with you? Well, I have uh, a note there in the sh- in the show notes that I wanted to, to bring up. This uh, last weekend, uh, my family went on a little mini vacation, and uh, one of the things we did while on vacation was we went to medieval times dinner and tournament. Either of you oh, ever been oh. to one of those? Yes. Yes. No. I took Cheryl to Medieval Times on our first anniversary. Okay, the one in da- Dallas? Our first, our first dating anniversary, exactly. Yes. And and do you remember the seats at Medieval Times, dinner and tournament in Dallas? Isn't it like a big bench? No, no, no. They're, they're movie theater seats that are roughly seven and a half inches wide. Um, <laughs> the last time I was there was about 15 years ago. 
uh, when my wife and I were still uh, just married. I think it might have been our first anniversary somewhere around there. Um, and I was uncomfortable then. I'm a bigger guy now. I was so incredibly miserable sitting through that. And it was one of those things, you know, we've, we've had the, the list of things that, that you want to do. Well, they had these, uh, uh, if anybody's been to those things, you, you can uh, have them announced, you know, that's your birthday or your anniversary or whatever. I have made uh, a decision that I'm going to go back there someday. And what they're going to announce is Mark can now sit in these seats comfortably. And I'm going to have that announced in front of thousands of people because that's going to be a big deal. I ended that would up, be awesome. I ended up literally sitting on the, the steps beside me because it was more comfortable than the chair. And that's embarrassing and humiliating. And more than that, um, I paid $60 for those tickets. So it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, and, you know, it's, it's just one of those things that uh, uh, I look forward to someday uh, being comfortable in any seat. And, and that was just sort of uh, a reminder of that. You know, and the thing is, and this this may sound impossible to to you, Mark, or those listening, but um, you could go back in one year and be able to do that. Very possibly. I mean, that that is doable. Right. It's just a matter of uh, one meal at a time, one workout at a time, not to to just to, to beat the uh, the name of the show into the ground, but putting that um, putting that series of healthier choices and, and more exercise. And I, I have faith in you, Mark, that you can do it. I, I'm excited that you're producing this show, not just because you're producing this show and I don't have to do it, um, even though that is exciting, but because <laughs> I'm hoping that this motivates you to be healthy because I want you to be around for a long time. I want to I want to do a 75-year reckless abandon reunion <laughs> you know, where our grandkids have to play the instruments for us. Um, reckless abandon is, co- is a band that Aaron and I were in in college for the yes, uninitiated. It, exactly. Uh, we'll, we'll have to talk about that one day. Right, well, you know, Mark, I appreciate you sharing that and being so so transparent about that. Um, you know, last couple of episodes we did a we did a contest, segueing directly into it with no segue, um, called the Stranger Danger Contest. And you may remember that, Don, Mark, where I said anybody that's a stranger, if you'll tell you're a stranger and that you were listening to this podcast, I will send you a free T-shirt that does not yet exist. All you got to do is email me, go somewhere and post. And so today. Actually, it was yesterday. I got an email in my email box. Or maybe it was even Monday. Monday. It was right it, after the show came out. Yeah, it was just a couple of days after the show came out. And this is what it said. Hey, Aaron, I am a stranger. I listened, and I got very excited. I listened to your podcast. I have started the Couch to 5K Saturday because of you guys. I've never run outside of football in my life. It's going to be a challenge, but I can do it. I've dropped 70 pounds and kept 50 of it off in a year. You guys are just what I needed. Thanks, and keep on podcasting. I want to get in shape enough to do the Insanity Workout. It's all caps. I will do the insanity workout, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. I would love a T-shirt and to promote your cause, Eric, uh, from, from Oklahoma. And I just want to say, Eric, if you're out there listening, really appreciate the email. I um, really appreciate you listening, and I'm very excited for you. Congratulations on the, on the 50 you've already got off and keeping off, and look forward to hearing more. Um, I did give, just so you know, I gave Eric, Eric the optional secret prize that I did not announce online. And that was a road ID. Um, so I will be purchasing and sending Mark, not Mark, Mark's on the show, Eric, his own road ID. Um, if you're not familiar with road ID, go to www.roadid.com. Check it out. But before you buy one, and you should, go back to www.onemillworkout.com and click on the road ID icon and purchase your road ID via our website. We'll get a little referrer fee and that would be wonderful and exciting. Um, but what road ID is, it's an emergency ID bracelet, basically, for those people that go outside and be active. You run, you bike, you hike, you walk, whatever. 
Um, it says contact information and allergies and all that kind of stuff on it. I realized early on that I was going out at eight o'clock at night and running in the dark with nothing on me but my cell phone. And so I got one. My wife has one. And now Eric from Oklahoma will have one courtesy of one meal, one workout. Thanks for listening, Eric. And I just want to say, not only do I not know Eric, I don't think I know anyone from Oklahoma. <laughs> That's funny. Well, now you do. You know Eric. He's a one-guy listener. We have friends all over the world as a result of this podcast. Uh, we have with us here today Tiffany Guess. She's one of my quote-unquote test pilots. Um, she's a, a longtime friend of mine from the Texas area, Tyler, Texas area to be exact. And she has been working for the last few weeks, um, getting in shape, eating better, exercising. And so we've corresponded back and forth a few times. I'm finally able to work it out and get her on the show here. So Tiffany, just take 10 minutes and kind of tell us who you are. You know, what's, what's your life like? What do you do? What's your family? You know, that kind of thing. Just kind of introduce yourself to our listeners. Okay. Well, I'm Tiffany Guest. I am a mom of one, an aunt's mom of one. I have a 17-year-old nephew that we've raised, and my son is 21 months old. I am married and work full-time and go to church on Sundays and try to work out every chance I can find in there to do so. Great. Now, I, I know from knowing you personally, but um, you're someone who is like myself and, and Don and Mark kind of... Uh, for most of your life kind of struggled with your weight being um, heavier than you want to be or not in quite as good a shape as you'd like to be? Would that be a, a true statement? I've been the overweight kid since I was in kindergarten and probably before that, but just didn't realize it. I think it's interesting um, anytime we can talk to somebody that is kind of in that situation because there's lots of people out there listening right now who are in the same situation you're in, the same situation I was in, who are wanting to get in shape and wanting to be healthier. So just tell us, a little bit of what you've been doing lately to try to make some changes. Well, um, like I told you, as far as with whenever you came to me about being a test pilot, I saw your one meal, one workout, and I just loved the concept. Uh, it helps me to focus on just look at it one step at a time, one meal at a time, one workout at a time, get in what I can, eat the best I can for that next meal, and that's what I've really been trying to focus on. And Great. it has helped because I don't get so overwhelmed with, oh, well, I still have to do this. And, I, I, I well, what am I going to eat? And what about tomorrow? And and just all these different things that I start overwhelming myself with. And right. uh, you suggested to get out a calendar and go ahead and put on the calendar days to work out or times and I've been doing that on a weekly basis which has helped because before that I was working out when I could and sometimes I would get to it and sometimes I wouldn't with being able to look at the calendar and look at my schedule and actually putting it down for the most part I've been able to work out each time I had scheduled a few times didn't work out but I still fit something in that day so that's awesome and so you were telling me the other day that you've made some progress in the last what is it been about a month maybe maybe five weeks uh, Six weeks. Somewhat about that. And after I think maybe the first week, I fell off the wagon right there at the very beginning because it was 4th of July weekend and right. there was all kinds of stuff going on. We were busy, so I didn't do my best during that time, but I just said, well, it doesn't matter. I'm going to start with the next meal. And so I 
that, that, that concept and I picked it right back up and been going strong ever since so far. <laughs> Excellent. Now, do you mind sharing how much you've lost in the last whatever month it is? I don't remember exactly what it was whenever I submitted it to you, but I'm thinking I've lost around about 20 pounds. That's fantastic. I mean, that's wow, 20 pounds is, is significant. I think so. <laughs> yeah, it is. Are, are you are you feeling better now that you're being active again and um, eating a little better? Yes. Are, you, are you you feel better? That's great. Yes, much better. I feel great. I have more energy. I mean, I can already tell the difference, even though I'm still significantly overweight. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I can already tell the difference. I don't have the cravings that I that I used to have, even whenever I did eat the foods that weren't great for me. I would still crave bad stuff then, and now that I'm doing without it, it's, the cravings are gone, which I know people have said it, but it just didn't make sense in my mind. Now that I'm living it, it makes sense, and and I'm very happy about that. Right. Well, I know that you have plans to go work out with your husband as soon as you get off the phone here with us. So I'm going to let you go, but I'm going to ask before you go to do one thing for me, and that would be um, if you were if you were you listening out there to you, what would you tell you to to encourage you or motivate you to to start making some changes? So pretend you're that person and you're listening to this podcast and you just got, you have 30 seconds to try to motivate that person to make some changes. What would you say? No matter what you've already done today or this week, it's not Monday. Everyone always wants to make, wait till Monday. Forget about that. Look at your next meal. Look and see what you can do, the best that you can do for your very next meal and your very next workout. Man, it sounds like I got a convert, Mark. I think yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. That's fantastic, Tiffany. I need you to write some copy for me for my print ads. <laughs> All right. That's fantastic. Well, I appreciate you being with us, and um, we'll try to get you back on, you know, in next month, give or take, you know, a couple of weeks here or there, and, and see how it's going and get some more feedback from you. And, of course, you know, we normally rec- record live at the same time, so you're always welcome to jump in the chat room or, or uh, send me a message with an update, and I'll let everybody know. I want, I want the listeners to kind of get to know who you are. So, Tiffany, thank you very much for being with us, and have a great afternoon. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Bye, Tiffany. You know, what I think is awesome, Aaron, about the whole one meal, one workout philosophy is that you take the guilt out of dieting without taking the responsibility out of dieting. Between you and Tiffany, Mark, I'm going to have some great. (laughs) That was good. I mean, and that's, you know, we talked about that in the very first episode about the the grace versus law thing, the condemnation that we put ourselves in when we're on a quote unquote diet that we, you know, if we fail, we fail and it's horrible and terrible and everything. So today with us, we have Mark Vescio, Atlanta area, a local gentleman that uh, does a lot of race promotion and is a big proponent of running as a way to stay fit and be healthy. And I'm, I stumbled across Mark because I actually um, registered for a couple of his races. He has a series he's doing right now called the Locomotive Series. It's four races in the Kennesaw area. And um, as I was signing up, I was looking on the website and there was a little bio page and I clicked on it read a little bit about Mark and many of the things on his bio really rang true to myself. And I thought, you know, I want to get into some of this race promotion stuff too. I want to raise some money for the American Cancer Society and promote people to be healthy. Maybe this guy that I don't know and he doesn't know me would be willing to help me out. So I emailed him and said, Mark, would you mind sitting down with me over a cup of coffee or something and talking about racing? And he was promptly replied back and said, sounds great. And, uh, met up with him and had a great visit. And, um, was very, very helpful, and I count him as a friend now. And uh, so I asked him, would you be willing to come on my podcast, my fledgling attempt to change the world and make everyone healthy? And he agreed, and so he is there now. And, Mark, thank you for being on the show. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. 
And um, I'm really looking forward to, to getting into this and talking about it. Now, I mentioned before your bio, so kind of take it from there and jump off and give us just a little bit about who Mark Vescio is. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing at Don in the <laughs> Don's exercising in the video. Um, oh, what, this, who, isn't, this isn't theme appropriate. <laughs> it is. Who Mark <laughs> Vescio is and uh, how you ended up in race promotion. Sure, absolutely. Um, to give you a little backdrop, when I was younger, I was what you'd call a quote-unquote fat kid. Um, I was When I was 15 years old, I weighed about 330 pounds, and uh, would, you would totally not recognize me based on who I used to be. Um, couldn't make it up a flight of stairs without being completely out of breath. A um, lot of health issues, a lot of health risks. And, you know, one day, I don't know if it was just one sheer defining moment or not exactly sure, but one day I decided I just was going to walk down the end of the block, just one block and see what would happen. And then one block shortly became two blocks, then three blocks, then four blocks. And I said, well, you know, I think I'm going to try jogging down the end of the street. Um, my parents used to run all the time. I'd watch them and followed their lead a little bit. And I would run a block, then maybe two. And I eventually ended up at the high school track to do laps every so often. I remember my first mile. And uh, it just kind of spun from there. And uh, eventually the weight came off. I lost about 175 pounds. And uh, wow. during that time, I actually became a decent runner. And I uh, was fairly competitive and did a lot of racing. And then it, it dawned on me, you know, if I really enjoy doing this and, you know, getting involved in races and whatnot, maybe there's a way I could actually put on races. So I started assisting other races and helping them out and learning little bits here and there. And uh, gradually it became where I became more and more self-sufficient and led me to where I am today, where I have several races under my belt. I own several races and I direct races for other people. And it's a great platform for me to be able to share the message that I'd like to share as far as, you know, what I went through and that anybody can do it. Um, the beauty of my locomotive series that we had mentioned was that the race is a gradual build upon the previous race. So the shortest of the four races is the first one, and they gradually get a little bit longer and a little bit longer and a little bit longer. Well, the purpose of teaching people, you really can do it if you take the right steps, and that's just really one step at a time. And you can move mountains by taking that initial step and just having faith in yourself. So that's how I became doing what I do. Mark, I had a question, if, if you don't mind me jumping in there, Aaron. This, this um, is Mark, too, jumping in. Yeah, uh, you said the word eventually a number of times in that introduction. Can you give me a sense of the timeline uh, between the time you couldn't make it up a flight of stairs to the time you were running at the track? Um, to the time I was running at the track was maybe six months at the very most. Um, by the time three years had passed, I'd already lost all the weight and was actually very competitive um, and could hold my own in any race. I just think that's important for people who are first starting out who who can't see a light at the end of the tunnel. All they can see is that they can't make it up a flight of stairs. Um, and right. so uh, this is somebody, you know, Aaron, uh, uh, his journey has been uh, right around a year so far. And, and so you're saying inside of three years, you were a competitive runner from not being able to run. So just to give people uh, a sense of the fact that you, you, it can be done and it doesn't take a lifetime. Absolutely. You just got to yeah. take that first initial step. And, you know, it's funny, uh, Mark one, Mark Vescio, uh, we have, we have Don, Aaron, Mark and Mark on the show today. So forgive us if we do a little of the, the Mark one, and Mark two stuff. Uh, my friend Joshua and I, who I think is listening right now, possibly we ran the first race in the locomotive series together, the 5k. We ran the second race, which was a five mile. Cause like, like Mark was saying that gradually he's increased the distance. And then I'm actually, we're actually registered for the 5k 
in the third race because you did a 5K and a 15K. And now Joshua is talking about doing the 15K. Um, he's been doing a little bit longer running just recently. And I know you and I, Mark, talked the other day at, uh, just briefly in passing. You said, are you going to do the 15K? And, I, and at the time I said, no, I, I was not going to. Um, so now I'm waffling. You know, it's still a month and a half away. And um, I have to admit, I'm thinking about it. And 15K so, is just shy of 10 miles, right? Right. Yeah, 9.3-ish. So um, I would not probably, I probably would not be running the whole thing, but I have no doubt I could complete it. I've done that distance before, but I've never actually run that far before. You should absolutely do it. It's going to be, the course is fantastic, and there's not a doubt in my mind you can do it. Well, I appreciate that. I I am going to call you on the carpet, though, Mark, in front of the entire world and all our thousands and thousands of listeners, that you described a five-mile race as gently rolling hills. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it was not rolling. I was rolling down that big, long hill and rolling back up that huge hill. Uh, but no, it, it was a great course, but it was challenging. It was it was pretty hilly. Um, so, it, But it was a good race. Every race I've ever run, I think I've told Mark and Don this before, about two-thirds of the way through it, I'm like, why have I done this to myself? But by the time I'm at the end of it, I'm all thumbs up and ready to do the next one. So, so it's um, funny how that usually works. <laughs> right. Well, you said you, you when you started getting into race promotion, you you helped some people out. And I, I actually came and helped you on one race for that same very same reason, just to kind of give back to you for uh, appreciation and also because I, um, pre- I believed in the, the charity that you were supporting with that race and also just good experience for me. Um, so I think you've mentioned before, you, you're doing now, what, 10 or 12 races a year, either directly promoting or helping promote. I mean, you're... It's not like you do one or two every one or two a year. It's just kind of something you do on the side. This is something you're living day in and day out, correct? It's actually closer to almost 20 by now. Uh, but, yeah, absolutely. It's an everyday thing. Wow. Takes a lot of organization, um, I'm sure, and, um, and, and a lot of uh, planning to be able to do that. But I'm assuming that the more you do, the easier it gets as far as the logistical side of it. You get your team built, and you, you have the same people that you use for the different things that you need to be augmented and you know who to go to and that kind of thing. So I'm sure that that part probably gets a little easier. You have a support staff that, you know, you know who you can count on, what they can do. And I'm very, very blessed to have a, a super, super supportive wife. And my family is just wonderful. I mean, they'll help me out with the races themselves. And my son always talks about he can't wait to go to the next race. And, you know, my wife will get up after four hours of sleep at 4.30 in the morning in the middle of nowhere and help me set up. So... You know, I'm very fortunate to have that as a support system by all means. It's it's a wonderful thing. It is. Yeah, my wife has helped me on, on my ra- the one race I've done and the, the two I'm working on, and it's the same kind of thing. It's important to have those people that will that'll jump in there. And just FYI, so I don't forget to tell you later, if you need me on for uh, another race, let me know. I'll be glad to come out if I'm not already running, not scheduled to run in it, and I'm always somebody you can to call on if you need some help because it's just it's a win-win situation. You get a free volunteer and – I get more experience, so. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> now, do you mind talking just a little bit about, um, I don't mind giving a free fl- free plug to the Big Peach Running Company. Um, you do some race promotion with them, because I think they're a great organization. Um, if you, do you, do you want to just kind of introduce who, the people out there that might be listening? I had never heard of the Big Peach Running Company until I started running. So I think there's people out there right now who are maybe thinking about running or maybe just started running that don't even, don't even know what Big Peach Running Company is. This is just for our Atlanta area listeners, but you can probably find a store similar to it in, in your area. So, you know, so, I've lived all over the country, and I've never met a running store or a group of people that are more knowledgeable, more talented, and anywhere near as good as Big Beach Running Company. Uh, um, 
they've Sorry to all our other listeners great, then. <laughs> <laughs> they've been a great partner to work with. There's uh, five locations in Atlanta right now, and they're actually getting ready to open a sixth location. And uh, they're super wonderful. They're extremely knowledgeable. They have really talented people working for them. Um, they will help the person who's never taken a step of running before in their entire life and give them absolutely everything they need. But they're also talented enough to help the best runners in the country um, with any type of assistance that they may need as well. Um, some of the people that work for them are the best ultra marathon runners, um, some unbelievable milers. I mean, they've got a really, really high quality <laughs> um, running resume as well. Um, but they've been great partners and supporters of everything that I do. And uh, I can't imagine not doing a race without having Big Peach directly involved with it. That's great. And, you know, they're super supportive. Even, you know, I, I'm i nobody in, you know, in, in the scheme of things. And I emailed uh, Kate, who's their marketing coordinating person, and said, I'd like to, to do um, a race, you know, how do how do you help? How do you support people? I see your your uh, bags and those things, all the races. And boy, she just emailed me back in probably literally two or three minutes and said, "Here's how we can help you. Here's what we can do." And just you know, they're all about promoting health and fitness and being active. And and like you said, a very knowledgeable staff and and great people. So just a little little plug there for Big Peach. If any Big Peach people are out there listening. And if you're in the greater Atlanta metro area and you haven't been to Big Peach yet, you ought to just go drop in one of the stores and and check it out. Now, Mark, you said that Big Peach will get anybody started, uh, and they'll also work with experienced folks. But if somebody doesn't have a Big Peach or they're not real sure where to go in their area, how would you recommend that somebody get started uh, if they're actually interested in racing? What would they need to do or 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 how would they need to get outfitted, or what would they need to look into doing, or really where would you just suggest somebody get started to try and go out and, and run a race? I would definitely start with any of the local running stores. If there's obviously outside of Atlanta, you're not going to have a big peach, someone like that. But uh, most of the stores that you'll see, like a Fleet Feet type of store, or it's a chain store, it's a great place to go, but you want to focus on a running specialty store. The uh, big box stores that you'll see, like the Foot Lockers and things like that, they have what you need, sort of, but they don't really have the, the knowledgeable staff as far as specifics of, of running and racing and whatnot. Um, so I kind of try to steer people away from the big box and find the uh, independent ones, the little the spe- specific running specialty stores, because um, they're going to have the most knowledge. They're going to have the runners. And, uh, right. I would start with there by all means. That would be definitely the first place because any, any decent sized city will automatically have at least a couple to choose from. And obviously the bigger the city, the more choices you have. So Mark, um, what would be a couple of positive things you would look for in the description of a race? Say they say you go to a store and they say, well, you, you know, this area has this great running calendar. You can go in there and find a race. Like we have run Georgia and, and things like that. Or maybe they they go to active.com, which is a lot of races are on there. What would be some red flags to look for, maybe concerns about a race, or what would be some things that you might see in a race that would encourage you, oh, this sounds like this might be a good race, or you know, what kind of things in the description of a race do you look for, positive, negative, if, if any, if that's even a valid question? And tell me if it isn't. I, I can take it. Absolutely. No, it's a great question. Um, some things to look out for, if they don't have a race website, they tend to run the risk of having it be a race that doesn't have a lot of knowledge. Um, the race running website will have add validity. So, for instance, for my locomotive race series, I have a whole dedicated website just to the series. 
for my other races, like my Anything is Possible race coming up, that has a dedicated race website just for that. Um, so having that is a wonderful thing. If you go onto a calendar, you see a race listed in a phone number, and that's it. It's a little local mom-and-pop type of race that may know what they're doing and they may not know what they're doing. Um, a race that is afraid to describe their course or afraid to display their course is another one you might want to stay away from. Mark, um, let me ask you a question the, from a non-runner. What's the difference? What's a good race? What's a bad race? Why is uh, mom-and-pop not as good as somebody who, who has done it before? If you're going to do it for the first time or you're a rookie to the running and racing scene, you want to go where there's going to be a good support system. If you go to a slightly larger race or a race that seems to have more bells and whistles or has more meat to it as far as what they're showing in the marketing, you're, tend to, you're going to tend to be able to be guided along the way, meaning you're not going to have to worry about, gee, I hope they have a water stop or, gee, I hope they have food at the end or, gee, I hope they got my registration. Um, it just takes a lot of the headache out. One of the things right. that I take great pride in is that once a person signs up, I make it so foolproof and so simple that they have nothing to do but worry about running. We take care of absolutely everything else, make sure that all the needs are tended to along the way. And we be, my, my running company has been known for being able to do that time in and time in. So it's critical that for the first time or the novice, you know, the rookie people, that they have that support knowing, especially if they're attempting a longer race for the first time. Uh, there's nothing scarier than getting out on a course in 80-degree weather and or 90-degree weather and then realizing, yeah, there's no water at the water stop, um, which unfortunately does happen at races. And the more validity you can bring to a race and the more validity that you can see that they're using in their marketing scheme, um, that's where you want to start a target for your, your first race or your beginning races, if that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, I have a friend, Molly, um, who actually did your Southern Odyssey last year and was was talking to me about doing it this year and i just wasn't able to fit in my schedule but um which is another race that mark does and she ran a marathon in florida and it was exactly as you described it it was a nightmare it was it was uh not enough cups at the water station to even have enough cups for everybody to have a cup people were having to pick cups up off the ground and rinse them out and and get another cup because they were they were the water stations were this is a marathon you know 26.2 miles and the first water station wasn't until eight miles into it in Florida in the summer. And uh, yeah, it, it, it was bad. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's a that's a great point. If they've got a good website, if they're willing to talk about what they're doing, um, if they – I guess knowing that it's not the first annual probably helps too. Of course, you don't want to always knock the first annual race or else you won't ever come to any of mine. Because <laughs> right now all of mine are first annual. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I totally agree. My first race was a, a fairly large race. I did what's called the gobble jog here in Marietta. And I, I had the advantage of, um, and this might be a good tip too, Mark, tell me what you think of, obviously I had somebody else who had done the race before who said, this is a good race. You ought to go do it. So maybe that's a good, if you know some people that run, poll your friends and find out, you know, what races they've run. Maybe that's a good way to do it too. You know, that's a great point. If you go to um, active.com, you can pull up races if they use that as their registration. Um, 99% of the time, there will be reviews of prior year's races. So, for instance, um, if you look at, you know, My Impossible 5K last year, you could pull it up from last November and see what people said. And, you know, everybody just was gushing about how fun, <laughs> how fun it was because it was fun. Well, uh, so it'll give you an idea of what to expect. But if you go to a race and, you know, it's Joe's race in last June and they said, oh, yeah, they ran out of water and they didn't have awards on time, and that'll give you some feedback as far as, you know, what to expect. 
for yeah. this upcoming year. If that makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. And it's funny because I actually pulled up that marathon that I was talking about that my friend read and it was zero stars and just a bunch of people screaming and yelling about how they almost died running it, you know? Um, yeah. The, now just for fun, Mark, um, I know a lot of people obviously are, we, I, I think my audience is pretty spread out. Um, but there are some people in the Atlanta area that listen. I know, uh, tell us about the impossible 5k. So I think this is a great idea. I'm actually going to try to run this one this year, even though my next big quote unquote big race that I'm hosting is the, the morning before I won't be running in that one. So I'll be running in yours at night. So tell us about it. See, that'll give you the chance to unwind after putting on a race. There you go. <laughs> um, to make a long story short, we did a race last year. Um, it's called the impossible 5k here in Kennesaw. And, it was a really, really simple concept. We started at 1.50 in the morning and put on a 5K. Now, we chose the date that we did specifically because it coincided when daylight savings time changed. And when the runners took off at 1.50, 10 minutes later into the race, the time changed. So everybody's finishing time was actually before their start time. So we decided to put this on and did a little grassroots marketing. We didn't do a whole lot of marketing on it. And when we put it out there, I was sitting there saying, okay, we're either going to get like 50 people to show up or 700 people show up. Either people are going to think it's completely stupid or it's completely fun. Um, Fortunately, it was the latter of the two. And uh, we had over 1,000 people show up. And it was 29 degrees that night. So it was bitter cold. And my wife is listening. She'll remember how cold it was because she was there helping me. (laughs) Hi, And... uh, and, uh, you know, everybody had such a good time. It was kind of like part rave, part carnival, part outdoor festival, part race. And it, the race was almost secondary to it. It was such a big event. Um, everybody had such a good time with it, and uh, we got a ton of positive feedback. So we put a little bit of a different spin on it this year. Instead of the Impossible 5K, it's called the Anything is Possible 5K. And the reason for the name change is because we're dealing with two military charities, Hope for the Warrior and Team Red, White, and Blue, and they're both national military charities who help provide rehabilitative services and support and outreach to our returning military. Um, so it's a wonderful thing that they do, and it just seemed wrong to call something impossible and have it uh, tied into any way to our military returning home. You know, we want to show them that anything right. is possible. We can, run, we can run backwards in time. We can do anything, so anything is possible. And uh, instead of doing it just in Atlanta, we are actually going to be doing it in Kennesaw this year, of course, um, but we will be in an additional seven to ten other cities this year, so it'll be coast to coast. So definitely look it up. Anything is possible. Five K dot com, and uh, we'll be literally in every time zone in the country. And uh, next year we'll be in twenty five to thirty cities. And a year after that, we might be in as many as fifty to sixty cities. So the idea has caught on considerably, and uh, we have a great uh, title sponsor in uh, Anytime Fitness, so they're going to be on board with us and help making this happen. And and uh, we're going to put on a really, really great race for everybody. So for those in the Atlanta race, you want to sign up quick because it will sell out. Um, but uh, definitely check the website, and you can see what cities we're in, and you can also request that we come to your city as well because we want to be able to spread the word. Great. Well, if I have to, if it sells out before I get to it, I'll volunteer. There we go. I'll <laughs> well, let me add, for you. Don't worry. All right. I appreciate that. Well, let me let me throw this in there. Um, you know, if Mark's main podcast, Mark Mark Two, the the producer slash third host of the show his main podcast is a technology show and they they talk about on that podcast geeking out you know when they start talking high level tech geek stuff so i'm going to geek out on a, on a race promotion level now and say so on these other races that are across the nation is this are you using like a franchise model 
or do you find an independent person in the area that you just work with and Anytime Fitness works with? How is that working? Um, we do have several different models available, um, and we just kind of go with what the city's looking for. So, for instance, we have a franchise model that we have structured and set up. We have a strictly race director hired flat fee type of setup. We also have a hybrid where there's part ownership for that individual and then part flat fee as well. Um, and we tailor based on the needs and the wants of the city. So if we have someone in a city that knows, hey, this is going to work, and we're going to get you know, 3,000 runners in it, like um, San Diego and Seattle will definitely get that many runners. Denver will probably get that many runners. Um, we can easily do that in Atlanta. Um, you know, then they'll, they'll probably jump on the, the whole profit sharing and franchising model. If it's someone that's a little bit newer to the scene, um, they'll probably go more for the flat fee just because they want that comfort. But, you know, the advantage that I have over every city in the country is I know how well every race is going to go and how big it will be. So uh, <laughs> it gives us that flexibility. <laughs> I right. can tell people firsthand, this is what I saw, and you're not going to believe how many people will come out to run this thing. So It's impossible. Sorry, I couldn't help it's it. It's <laughs> very impossible, but trust me, anything that's, that's awesome. is possible. <laughs> that's right. Well, um, you know, I, I don't want to take up your whole evening. Um, the, I, I have a question here. I actually had queued Don up to ask it, but I'm just going to jump on it. Don, sorry. Um, he said, he's looking at me like, what are you doing? He's shaking his finger. Um, if you're, if, if my, I, I'm, I'm thinking that a lot of my listeners out there are those sedentary people that are trying to get started, trying to start running, trying to start moving. Um, what would you say to that person to encourage them to sign up for that first race or take that first walk to the end of the block? Just if you had, you know, one minute in the ear of that fat guy that's listening right now that um, is trying to decide if they really want to do something, what would you say to him? You know, I almost died. And because of the unhealthy choices that I had made and what I became, I almost died as a result of it. But anybody can make that change if they take that one step. It may seem like it's this big mountain to move, but it really isn't. It's just one step in front of the other in front of the other great way to do it is pick an event three or four months down the road and just sign up for it. And you just use that as your mantra to get through and say, you know what, even if I just walk it, even if I just walk a 5k, I will have accomplished that. And I know that I can do that. And you just take those baby steps. Um, one thing that if you go to any of my race websites, and I'll use the locomotiveraceseries.com where it tells my story, um, you'll see my real cell phone number. You'll see my real email address and people have called me all the time asking me questions about it and they're just blown away that I have no problem talking about it. Um, and that's just it. We are in this together and I hate to sound cliche about it, but we are. Anybody can make that change if they're just willing to take that first step and not be afraid to. And I know it's scary because I was scared to death, but I'd rather take that chance than know that I was going to die. So exactly. to anybody out there that's listening, trust me, it's so worth that first step. You can go nowhere but up. It'll change everything that you do in your life in such a good way. I appreciate that, Mark. And, and, and I can vouch for all those people out there that are going, no way. It really is his real email address and cell phone number. <laughs> that's Absolutely. how I got a hold of him. <laughs> and I, I do the same thing. I publish my email address. It comes straight to me. And that's my cell phone number on any of my race stuff that's out there. So, uh, Mark, I really appreciate your time. And, and I appreciate... Um, you know, that it is a, a business for you, but it's more than a business. It is a passion of yours and it is something that, that you've lived and you're, um, you know, you're, you're walking out in your own life. And so 
And I mean this sincerely, anything I can do to help you, anything I can do to help promote something for you, whatever, uh, I believe in what you're doing. I believe in your races. You do a great job running them. I've done two of yours and volunteered at one, and, and it's been great at all of them. So um, I'm looking forward to being at the uh, – don't tell me the name of it. Not the freight train 5K. Not the not the five mile, freight train 5 mile. What is it? Oh, the Iron Horse Express. Yeah. Got it. All the all the races in the locomotive series are named after have a have a locomotive theme. Of course, Kennesaw is kind of a train town, so um, I will uh, I will definitely be there. And I'm still thinking about the 15k thing. Let me <laughs> let me let me see. Give me give me another two weeks to get back on the bandwagon. No, don't think about it. Just do it. <clears throat> don't think about it. Just do it. You can do it. Well, do I ran it, my first, come on. I ran my first trail run, Mark, uh, Saturday morning. I did a, a a dirty spokes trail run up at Red Top Mountain. My first dirty spokes race, and they did a good job too. And you know, big peaches out there and everything. And about a half a mile into it, I caught a root with my toe, and went headlong on the trail. Landed on my arm, on my underneath my chest, and uh, a little sore today still, kind of scratched up. And but um, I got up and finished running it, you know. And and uh, I almost almost placed in my class if I wouldn't have spent so much time laying around on the track, on the trail <laughs> and resting. Uh, I would have actually placed in my age group, which was which is good. I've always said that I would place very high if they did a combined weight and age group, but they ha- haven't found a race that did that yet. <laughs> Maybe you could do that in one of your smart. Hey, you never know. <laughs> but anyway, I, I appreciate your time and thanks for uh, thanks for for being on. This will, if you want to pass the word for um, people, this this podcast will come out. Uh, I, I can tell you this on the side, but I'm going to tell you right now because I'm on the phone with you talking. It's going to come out a couple weeks from Friday. Uh, not this Friday, but probably the next Friday. So, um, and I'll make sure I send you an email. So, um, pass the word, and um, yeah, hopefully get some will. listeners on there, and maybe get some cross pollination going, get some uh, locomotive people listening, and get some uh, get some uh, one meal one workout people out there exercising and running some locomotive races. Sounds great. You know, anything you ever need, you know, you can always count on me, man. I appreciate it, Mark. You have a great evening. All right, Don, here's the portion of our show where we do our eat less tip and our exercise more tip, a la teacher tip and technology tip. From the Tightwad Tech, a little shout out to our sister podcast there. I mean, if you're um, gonna steal something, you uh, you should at least credit it, right? I did. And uh, as a little side note, um, before we get into that last tip, we will be doing a joint podcast very soon. Yay! Uh, technology in fitness, talking about Runkeeper and Cardio Trainer and uh, Garmin sports watches and all that kind of fun, exciting stuff. So make sure that you come and tune in for that one. So Don. <laughs> Take it. Run with it. Run with it. I get it. That's nice. So the eat less tip this week is portion control, subtitled supersize is not a regular healthy portion. Reading around this week, I was looking at some information about what actually makes up a healthy portion and was actually surprised to learn I did not know how large of a portion an actual portion makes. Does that make any sense? You didn't really know. You didn't know how big a portion really was. There you go. You use that word portion all the time and serving sizes and that sort of thing. And people, even if you read the back of the box and you say, "Oh, well, a, a, a serving size is is three ounces or is half of a cup or whatever," and you don't really realize how big that is. Aaron, do you know how how big three ounces of meat is, for example? That's about the size of my head, isn't it? <laughs> that is that's the size of a bowling ball. That's no, no, not at all. 
See, and are, a lot are you of saying people, that are you saying my head's the size of a bowling ball? Don't know that. Three <laughs> ounces, which is actually the recommended portion for a meal for meat, is about the size of a pack of cards or a bar of soap, which is is not huge at all. Even if you go to a steakhouse and you get an eight ounce steak, that's the size of a small paperback book. And I think I've seen friends of mine eat steaks that are the size of probably a bowling ball if you wadded the whole thing up. Oh, I've eaten a twenty ounce porterhouse more than once. Yeah. yeah. So that's, so that, uh, what is that, eight, seven times as much as I should have been eating? That's, that's yeah, that's like three days worth of meat, Mark. That's awesome. And I've probably done the same thing. So uh, one ounce, one ounce for comparison's sake is the size of a matchbox. Three ounces is a pack of cards. Eight ounces is a small paperback. There's all sorts of cool, there's a cool graphic that you can go to. We'll have a link up on in the show notes on OneMealOneWorkout.com to a WebMD.com article that actually shows you uh, what some of these portions look like and compares them to things like a computer mouse or a baseball or whatever. Just kind of give folks an idea of what this stuff actually looks like. and You can keep in mind what it is and how much it is that you're eating when you do eat, Are any of those, which we highly they, recommend here at One Meal, One Workout. Do they compare them to the size of my head? Actually, no. Okay, good. Enough to feed a small Wisconsin family, Aaron's head. <laughs> Perfect. Well, that's great. You know, it's, it's so true. Um, if you go to Europe and you order a glass of, of Coke or a glass of tea, you know, it's four inches tall and slightly bigger around than a shot glass. It's six ounces usually. If you go anywhere in the south and you order a glass of tea, you know, you could use that to bail out the Titanic and be pretty successful because it's, you know, the small drink now at Wendy's is what used to be the large drink at Wendy's. Right. And, you know, the 44-ounce super big gulp, the super giant, huge big gulp, you know, uh, they, they, they like kind of one-up themselves on the ginormous Titanic size deep sea fill in the blank big gulp, you know. And so it's so true. We, we just overportion ourselves. Um, Mark gave a tip a while back uh, on the show about using a small plate as opposed to a platter when you get your food. And uh, it's so true. Just control those portion sizes. It makes it easier to control the calorie intake, which is one of our goals. So do we also have an exercise more tip for those people out there, uh, Don? Because we want people not only to eat less, we want them to exercise more. We certainly do. And the exercise awesome. more tip is to find at least one partner or to join a team. Because whenever you know that there's someone else out there that expects you to do the things that you already know you want to do, it helps to not rationalize and just kind of think away the responsibility of getting out there and actually doing stuff. I know right. I've been guilty of that many, 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 many more occasions than just once. Yeah, being a part of a team and you know feeling like that um, if you got that guy waiting to meet you to play racquetball or waiting to shoot, waiting to shoot hoops with you, um, which I'm going to do with Joshua one day. I keep promising, him, but I just hadn't made it yet. Uh, it makes a difference, you know. If you're if you, you get up to go run at six in the morning, and you know that somebody's waiting for you to go run at six in the morning, hitting the snooze button is just that much a little bit harder. Knowing you're going to leave them there by themselves, and uh, so yeah, that's a great tip. Find a partner, get a running partner, get a walking partner, find somebody to play basketball with, play tennis with, whatever it is that you do um, to be active, and uh, get out there and do it. Hey, I, I know we're running just a little bit long here, but can I tell a, a quick funny story? 
You know, I think we're probably good on time, Mark, because we took us a long to get going. So once you mix all this down, this will be like a 15-minute show. <laughs> the magic of, of internet radio, Mark. Um, uh, go ahead. No, seriously. By the way, think? I really hate that the Google Hangout every now and then says, are you still here? And then that goes on my video feed, and that's annoying. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, 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 along those lines of, of the whole accountability or finding a partner thing, uh, I remember when I was in college, uh, one of our roommates, uh, I think he was around at the same time you were, Tommy uh, was his name, and uh, yeah. Tommy had a problem getting up in the morning. And, um, you think I was around? I, my room was next to his. Oh, yes. I can tell this story for you. The funny thing, <laughs> one day, well, I, I'm not going to go off on that story, but uh, I, as I've alluded to uh, in other podcasts uh, on the Element OP Network, I'm not going to tell you which one. You got to go listen to them all to find out. Um, I've had a series of really crappy vehicles in my life, uh, and uh, at, this was a point in time when I didn't have a vehicle at all, and it was winter and it was really cold, and so uh, Tommy said. Uh, I will give you a ride to work in the morning, but I need you to come into my room and say, Tommy, I need you to get up so I can have a ride to work. And it wasn't, uh, or to school or whatever it was. And it wasn't so much about giving me a ride. It was that if somebody said, I need you to do this, you have to get out of bed, he would do it. Uh, so it's <laughs> that same sort of thing. If, if, if uh, you've got an accountability partner who's going to call you up and say, um, not only are we going to go walk out, uh, work out today, but you're my ride to the gym. Um, that will uh, get you out of bed. <laughs> yeah, Tommy slept in a room kind of down the hall from me. And I can remember, you know, being in the in my room and hear, and literally he would not shut it off or get up. It would just go and go. And I finally holler, Tommy, and I hear thunk. It would go off. And then seven exactly minutes later, nine minutes later. <laughs> yeah, seven minutes, nine minutes. Nah, 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 nah. And I would try to let it go, trying to get him to get up. Tommy, Blunk. I was working on a term paper in the dining room one time, and I listened to him snooze and seven-minute intervals and me yelling Tommy from 7 a.m. until 10 a.m. Three hours. I can beat that story. I got up, went to work, left work, went to class, came back from class, had lunch. He was still hitting the snooze bar. <laughs> That's awesome. Tornado Tommy. Yeah, he's actually an incredible graphic artist now, by the way, and works for ID Software on the new the newest Quake. Um, but that's beside the point. That's another story. So uh, I do have a little uh, where since this is the asynchronous episode, I'm doing an in the news story now, and I, I could not pass this one up because it's such a great in the news story. And uh, what it is is is, is. Um, you hear all people always looking for the next quick fix, the next. The next thing that'll make me healthier and, um, and you know, cause me to lose 15 pounds or 30 pounds or take this pill, do that thing. One of the things that's been in the news a little bit lately I've seen is colonics, colon cleanses. Um, and there's a study, you can, read it, you can read the article in the Huffington Post that they've done that says basically um, <laughs> not only are they disgusting and gross, but they have no benefit. So yeah. I'm just saving you all the trouble and the money. Don't go get a colonic. I have to read this paragraph, Aaron. I have to. <laughs> the review of 20 studies published over the last 10 years shows that there is little evidence that colon cleansing improves health or promotes weight loss. While there is much evidence that shows <laughs> it is associated with bloating, vomiting, cramping, renal failure, and death. Well, there you go, folks. Straight from the Huffington Post to you. Uh, don't Yay. get that. 
it, the whole thing about you, most people have 13 pounds of undigested meat in your colon and it's, it's just not true. It's just not true. It's, it's a, it's a health scam. Um, don't do it. If you, and if you're a big proponent of them, I apologize, but you're wrong. <laughs> you're just flat out wrong. And let's uh, say that was true. Even if you did have X number of pounds of undigested food in your colon, that doesn't count as weight loss. All right, get, 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 that doesn't count. And after you're done with that one, you can sign up for the cut off your right arm weight loss program. <laughs> That's literally no different than taking your shoes off and saying you lost a pound. Right, or or not eating for a day and then weighing the next morning and saying you lost four pounds or whatever, or, or becoming dehydrated. So Huffington Post, we'll have the link in the show notes if you're really interested in reading anything beyond what Mark just read for us. I think that says it all. So Mark, where, where can the people find us on the interweb? If you are interested in more of the zaniness you hear <laughs> on this podcast, uh, you can find uh, uh, the forums for the show and uh, uh, get together with other people like yourselves uh, and maybe even some people who are normal um, uh, at uh, elementop.com. You'll find the forums. And also we have other podcasts there. We have, uh, uh, in fact, releasing this week as of the recording and about two weeks ago as of the time this comes out we have a new uh, uh, football oriented or uh, uh, podcast coming out called The Hot Route so if you're into football or know somebody who is point them in that direction we have three really funny entertaining guys uh, it's uh, uh, it's one that I was editing it uh, last night and literally laughed out loud uh, two or three times uh, while I was just doing the editing so I'm really looking forward to that one uh, so you can find us there at elementop.com that's E-L-E-M E-N-T-O-P-I-E, Element O-P. Uh, also, you can find all of uh, Aaron's ironic, not ironic, but ironic goodness at uh, OneMealOneWorkout.com. And what are they going to find there, Aaron? There they'll, they have the ability to go anywhere they need to in the One Meal Workout Network inter, interweb presence. They can go to Element OP from there. They can go Empire. to our Facebook. Empire. The web Empire. Uh, nice. They can go to our Facebook page and, and like us because we like it when people like us. They can find our Twitter feed and sign up for that. They can even go to YouTube and see the two videos that I have there because there's hardly any content there yet. Um, or if you're if you're just sitting here and you're listening to this on your cell phone and you don't really want to pull up the web on your cell phone, but you have a question for me or Don or Mark or Mark 2 or Mark 1 or Tiffany or any of our other guests or anything about anything, you can just email me at Aaron, double A-R-O-N, at OneMealOneWorkout.com. And here's a voicemail left by one of our listeners, and you too can leave us a voicemail uh, at the aforementioned elementop.com website. Simply go there. There's a call us button right up at the very top of the screen. Uh, you enter your phone number there, and uh, Google Voice will call you, and you can leave us a voicemail. And here's one that we have here from uh, our friend and co-host of uh, the uh, Everyday Linux podcast, Seth. Hey, this is Seth, and I was calling for the One Meal, One Workout podcast, and uh, I just listened to the uh, Plateau Myth one, and I was just thinking how true that is in other areas of your life. Take you for your job, for instance. If you want to make more money than flipping burgers at McDonald's, you're going to have to put forth more effort and change your routine by getting either new skills for a new job or to become like a manager at McDonald's. You have to do more than just flip burgers. So it's kind of like... That plateau myth, it's like if all you ever do is all you ever did, then eventually you'll plateau. But if you keep changing it up, you know, in the same way you can earn more money in your career, you can continue to lose weight till you reach what you want your plateau to be. Anyway, I just 
thought it was a kind of cool observation that went along with your show, and so I would leave my two cents to be heard on a future episode. So have a great day, and thanks for the show. I really appreciate it. Bye. Thank you, Seth. Appreciate you calling in when you're listening to this. <laughs> Pause while Seth says you're welcome. So uh, as always, Don, thank you for being with us. Thanks for having me. Mark, thanks for everything. And to all our listeners out there, remember, before starting any diet or exercise program, it's recommended that you consult your health care provider.